0: You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 102. Megan and I are going to talk to you about your Christmas plans. That's right. Christmas is coming. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth. That's Megan over there. How's it going, Megan?
1: It's going fantastic.
0: Good. You doing all right tonight?
1: Oh, I'm doing wonderful.
0: Good. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm, I'm, I promised you that I won't try to make you laugh because it hurts when you laugh. For some reason,
1: I have this weird stitch in my side and I don't know why, like, I don't know why.
0: So I promise not to be hilarious during this episode. So to our listeners, that's why this won't be funny at all. It will be the most boring robotic thing you've ever heard. I promise.
1: I feel like that is a promise that is meant to be broken.
0: I'm going to break the heck out of that. Yep. I hope. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, today, today is October early something. And a lot of churches are starting to get ready for Christmas.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: It's nuts. And I know like, I hate Christmas before Thanksgiving. I hate talking about it, thinking about it. And I love Christmas. Is this your favorite? Is your favorite holiday?
1: I don't know. Christmas is really cool, but also I love food. So Thanksgiving's also oh, yeah, really up true. there. I that's don't true. know, but Christmas is magical. There's just something magical about it.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that Christmas is just this time of year where everybody is supposed to be really kind unless you're shopping. And then it's the opposite of that.
1: Yeah, but but that's but, hell on earth.
0: I love the I love the, the, the cold weather you know, I hate summertime. I love cold weather and which is why I live in Texas because we get loads of it. Um, sarcasm. I, I really, I think that, um, I think that it's just this great time. Hopefully it snows. Like I think last time we talked about Christmas, we, I told you that last couple of years, we, we typically have like an 80 degree something Christmas. Yeah. Which is insane.
1: That's not Christmas.
0: Right. It's, it's like all these shows are about a oh, white Christmas and there's snow on the ground and it's cold and everybody's bundled up and we're all wearing shorts.
1: You grew up in Texas, right? Waking
0: leaves, you know, out of the yard still. <laughs> yeah, we... I, so you grew I, up
1: in Texas, right?
0: I did. Have I did. you
1: ever had or experienced like an actual white Christmas?
0: Well, I remember the great snow of 85 uh, when my I was very young and we had a snowball fight. You <laughs> did? You actually... I'm not you kidding I'm not kidding we had we had snow. I don't know if it's a Christmas. I think we've only had one Christmas where it actually snowed, but in Texas, it doesn't snow. it ices so oh. it 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 drops this this layer of of um moisture that freezes as soon as it hits the road and so um in Texas, if it quote snows, everything closes like we are so not prepared for it like abnormal why a, would
1: you because it's so abnormal, right?
0: It is super abnormal. We don't have snow plows. We don't have people clearing the streets. I mean, if it's icy or if it's snowing, we just don't go to school. We don't go to work. We cancel stuff. I mean, it's like, oh, it snowed in Texas. That one day of the year, it might do it. Let's just stay home, everybody. And we do. It's awesome.
1: Well, there's something super magical about an actual white Christmas. And I've had many. Because I live in like the Northeast. I grew up in Ohio. I live in Michigan. It's like a white Christmas for six months out of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and people from the North are like, Hey, um, we hate snow. And I, yeah. I, I'm like, I can't fathom how you would hate that. It's so soft and fluffy and beautiful. I don't
1: hate it? snow. I just don't want it to last forever. Like as long as it does.
0: Right. And that's what they say. It's like, man, it lasts so long. You just get really tired of it. And it's like, go oh, away, please.
1: Yeah. And, it,
0: and it's hard to get around. And plus I think it, it mixes with the dirt.
1: It gets real gross by the roads, that's true.
0: Pretty gross. (laughs) Let's go make a snow angel. It's a he's gray.
1: Don't eat the yellow snow. Don't eat the yellow
0: snow. It's almost like your your snow angel looks like a demon because it's Do
1: you get that joke? Don't eat the yellow snow. Do you get that joke? You don't know what snow is like. Yeah. What happens in the snow?
0: What happens? Snow stays in the snow.
1: Okay, let's, this is getting weird. That's All what right, I hear. let's I talk about Christmas planning because we're going downhill real
0: fast. I know it's late at night, and who knows what we'll say. There's no filter. Yeah, um, Christmas is awesome, and churches have to get so much prepared yes. to get it to pull off a Christmas. Even if you're a church of hundred, or you're a church of hundred thousand, or whatever it is, you're doing one service, you're doing eight services, you're canceling services. Um, there's a lot of prep that goes into you know just helping our people. Get the most out of a Christmas season I mean whatever you're trying to do as a communicator as a pastor then um, you're trying to have people grow closer to God in this season because it's cool. so easy to show people the Lord show people Jesus you know in the season yeah. well I
1: think there's high expectations for a Christmas service too because it yeah. is there's a like there's high expectations from the people who are attending because it's a really big deal to go to Christmas with your family. There's tradition involved. Um, you know, they have things they want to see in hear a certain way. We have created a culture of making our Christmas services, something really special. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like Christmas and Easter are the two really big invite services of the year. And so right. we want to make it this really great experience for people who might never walk into our church on a, any other weekend. Mm-hmm. Um And so we take a lot of extra time and put a lot of extra resources into this one weekend. And so there's extra yeah. pressure associated yeah. with that.
0: And for us who go every week, you know, on staff or you just are regular, you know, it seems like a drain sometimes. Yeah. There's so much going on, but... It really is kind of the Super Bowl almost. I think Easter is probably the Super Bowl if you had to use that analogy. That's a sports ball analogy. But uh, Christmas is huge, right? It's like the all-star game. You got that one, right?
1: Sports, <laughs> just, a sports harder.
0: Any, anybody sports out there? Um, so it's it's a, it's a time where you're really just going to get in front of people that you normally would get in front of and have an opportunity to share a message with them. and 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 you may not get another one. So you want to make the most out of it. And you want it to last. You want to send them thinking about something as they leave. And hopefully one of the things they're thinking about is I need to do this more often. You know, Uh I I should be part of this. So let's take a a step back. For the communicator, there's so many tasks and there's so many things to think about. And um, uh, I know that many of of the people in the communication world have to treat this kind of like from the perspective of a project manager. We have to get organized. We have to get tasks in order. We have to set deadlines, blah, blah, blah. So I know that you have a good like four stages of, of project management for Christmas. So let's take us through what those four stages are and let's talk about each one.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of like took some Liberty with the titles of these to make them make more sense for us, but, uh, stage one would be concept and initiation stage two would be planning stage 3 would be execute stage 4 would be close so that's like all the follow up stuff okay and it, for me it's just really helpful to think of christmas planning and these terms one to make sure that i i don't miss anything because there's so many details and there's so many things to think of leading up to it and to make sure that i'm getting the most out of that like big attendance weekend and why are you laughing at me
0: sorry i'm i'm so sorry uh, i had a hair in my mouth <laughs> it was so distracting I'm like mm, trying to low-key like take it out and he was like oh, i can't find it i'm just sitting here licking my hand <laughs> like, oh, my oh my gosh
1: you know, i really hope people like, are watching the youtube video of this
0: back back it up you'll see some funny screenshots oh my god i was
1: like i'm not saying anything funny at all why is he giggling? it's so
0: funny project management is hilarious
1: and giggling <laughs> oh
0: i'm a hairy guy that happens i have hair on my face and it often goes where it's not supposed to in my mouth
1: cool story bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were talking about christmas and project Well, manager. I'm
1: trying to be helpful here and offer some actual, <laughs> you know, tips of the trade with Christmas planning.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about those tips of the trade of Christmas planning. Uh, concept and initiation. Those are those are 25-cent words for a guy like me. What does that entail?
1: So some things that might happen in the concept initiation phase are that uh, first brainstorming meeting. And something that you and I have talked about uh, before is how as communication directors, like very few communication directors actually sit like on a lead team Mm -hmm. and they uh, don't usually get to be a part of those conversations. So you might start off at phase two, but um, some people, some people do get to, and that is something that I think you should advocate for. If you don't, that if nothing else, like, Hey, can I just sit in on that meeting and take in the direction that you guys are, are discussing and talking about, you yeah. know, like be a fly on the wall. Can I take your meeting minute? Um, Cause I think it's important for us to have an idea from the ground, like yeah. ground floor planning of what is, what is the ultimate goal so that I can help you reach that goal. Right. Right.
0: Right. So, and a lot of times there's, there are little sentences or little phrases that are said in there that for us means so much like, yes, that's what I put on the front page of the website. That's my message that others may just not even know they've said something brilliant. It's Mm -hmm. just, here's my heart. And as they're sharing their heart about what they want to do at Christmas, it's like, oh man, I'm writing these things down. I got it. I got it. That's what I'm gonna put on the website. That's going to be on the card, you know? And like, sometimes that, that happens and it's helpful to be in there when that, when that takes place, because, you know, you leave that meeting, and I don't know if you're like me, I tend to forget everything we really talked about unless I wrote it down. And so I go for a meeting, I'm like brainstorming, we're having fun, and I leave. And then I'm like, what was that thing we came up with? It was awesome. I what, can't remember what, what it was. What are we doing again? I had so, I've had so many conversations with our former uh, lead designer, Craig. We'd, we'd have this great meeting and we'd talk about some incredible stuff. And then a day later, i go, what was it we were talking about yesterday? And neither one of us can remember. It. And we didn't write it down. So we're like, we got to write stuff down. kind of a running joke like write it down but being in there is really helpful and if you are in there then get the notes try to try to find ways to be part of that so that you can um so you can really take that inspiration from the heart side of things yeah and really put that into the christmas collateral that we're gonna talk about
1: so this phase ends when you have brainstormed and finalized the theme and design and that probably should happen somewhere in like july yeah if you can if you can Mm -hmm. that's ideal especially since summer tends to be a little bit slower right it's a great time to get that done yeah um and what i did for these brainstorm meetings is i would have somebody from each like each most every ministry department if i could so it would be the communications director Mm -hmm. creative arts director lead pastor or teaching pastor whoever's teaching and then I would have like community life and small groups in there because at the end of Christmas you want to lead up to something that's going to bring people back. Right. And small groups and community life or whatever you call that role, spiritual growth, whatever mm-hmm. you call that role, um, is going to have really good input in that. And more than likely they're going to have high responsibility. Yeah. Once Christmas is over, and so I want them to be um, a part of the process from the start so they have better buy-in.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I'll say this too. Um, unless your next series is kind of got a good hook or it's a little controversial or, um, you know, it's got a great title that people can remember, that's probably not going to be enough to bring people back. You know, there's, there's, there's series and there's stuff going on all the time. It's like, w- understand what people are really looking for is community and find ways to connect them to that, I think is a lot stronger. Then, hey, we're going to impress you some more with this really cool X. Then I I think that if your series has like, if you're going to, if you're doing something like our next series is going to be, you know, tough questions that everybody asks about the Bible, that might bring people back. That's good. Mm -hmm. And so I would say plan your after Christmas series to be like a really easy to grab hold of and want to come back to series and really put a lot of time into that as well.
1: We always called them felt need series.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: What's a felt need? So, I mean, everyone needs to know how to read the Bible better. Everyone needs to know and understand what baptism's about. Everyone needs to know and understand, you know, the theology behind giving and mm-hmm. generosity. But those aren't felt needs. Felt needs right. are things like, um, how do I make my marriage better? Or yeah. how do I raise my kids or what do I do with being single? How do I, how do I live a single life? Well, mm. or like, how do I be a Christian in my workplace? Those yeah. are felt needs. Things that people are like running and things that people are YouTubing.
0: Things that are YouTubing and Googling. Yeah. that's what I was about to say, type in how to, and then see that's what Google your comes up with. And that <laughs> might be your series, you know, like type that yeah. into Google. That's great. So yeah. we got the plan and we're going to brainstorm, figure things out, get our design down. And then we're headed to the plan stage, right? Yep. Two.
1: Stage two is plan. So that would be where you like schedule your milestones, your okay. deadlines. Because right. here's the thing. At the end of the day, I, one of my biggest desires is to not be on fire. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get up to the week before Christmas and realize, oh my gosh, I have not scheduled or planned or any, or done anything for social media. I have, you know, 15 hours of work to do in addition to my normal work because I've just totally forgot about it. So, um, laying all of those things out or, you know, you have a print piece and you're running late on it and now you're paying triple the shipping fees because you need to overnight it to get it there the weekend before the weekend of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm, I'm wasting resources because I didn't, I didn't plan this out well. So right. scheduling your milestones, laying out your deadlines and knowing all of the, your deliverables
0: yeah. and, and putting an exa- a date. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, when we do mailers and I don't know how you do, if you do mailers or whatever, but anything you just put that in the blank. Um, let's say you want to have a mailer drop two weeks in people's mailbox before Christmas and, mm-hmm. and be delivered those two weeks. So you need to have a deadline of when does the designing to be turned in and done, that's probably going to be three weeks because before that um, drop date because you want to be able to give that to the mailer company and have them give you a proof and show you what it looked like printed and approve that and do your last checks. So you got to get your deadline to there and then to have that ready to go, you need a lot of lead time before that to design and go back and forth with your team and you're working backwards from that date of when do you right. want to have this done. And so I I would start with that and work backwards. That tends to be a little more helpful in creating a timeline for what is it we're trying to do with all these different deliverables that we got to come up with, um, for Christmas,
1: super smart.
0: So when you're setting deadlines, just kind of think ahead. Um, when am I going to actually need this in hand and when do I need to have concept done and when when does it need to be executed, delivered? An and
1: I always give myself a week buffer too, yeah. because something always comes up, you know, some, there's a last minute change or the proof yeah. comes back and oh my gosh, there's a misspelling. And now I've got to redesign it and send you new files.
0: Yeah. And then there's...
1: I'm in black to back meetings for three days. So then I can't actually send you the file until Friday, you know, mm-hmm. whatever things happen. So
0: yeah, it does. And buffer. And you also need to think about this point, budget. Like how much money do we really yeah. have to do what we want to do before we ever start going, okay, we want a Facebook ad. We want an Instagram ad. We want to do this mailer. We want to blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah.
0: How much money do you even have to work with? Yeah. Right. And if
1: it's nothing like you need to know that so that you mm. don't plan for all of these things. Right. Um, and I think a lot of times what ends up happening is you, people that started a zero budget, they'll get told, okay, well, where are the invite cards? And well, that costs money. So do you want to add that to the budget? So I would just keep track of those things. Like as yeah. they pop up, even if you started zero, you probably end up spending something. So mm-hmm. keep track of those. So that the next year you can go back and say, hey, I want to execute what you want really well. And I don't want you to have to think about this next year. I want to yeah. take that off your plate. So these are all of the things that you asked for me that weren't originally in our budget or in our, like, our timeline. Right. Um, do you want to pre-approve those so that you don't have to think about this? Because that's my job. Like at the end of the day, yeah, my job is to take that off your plate and do it so you don't have to.
0: Exactly. And and I would even set like in Asana, Trello, whatever you're using as task management, which you should use something for this, especially it's huge. Set a task to fire off next year in July with that link to that document mm. in it that says, "Here's what you spent." Here's what you did. Here's how it went. You know, any of your debrief, any of the stuff we're gonna talk about. All of that's in that task. So it's like, hey, today's the day to start talking about Christmas. And then you can be like, oh man, we should start talking about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you don't know, get down on the road and go, oh man, and then have it recur just yearly or something like that. And then you can yeah, when you're done, reset it for the next year. So you so you don't have to worry about like, should I be thinking about this yet or is it time? It's like your program will tell you if you set it and just that. That helps me because then yeah, it's for sure less less to put in here at once.
1: Yeah, um, which that also is that's a really good lead in into the next thing, which would be your communication plan. Yes. So that and so that is all of the things. That's your social media. All that's your website. Things. Are you doing a landing page? Are you creating a whole new website? Are you what is your print collateral? What are your emails going to say? When are they going mm-hmm. to be sent? Are you doing a follow-up event? What does that look like? What yeah. are your communication things leading up to it? Are you doing tickets? Are you not doing tickets? Like,
0: yeah. All and, one, and once you decide all those things, go back to to deadlines and go, when does all this need to be done? When does it need to fire? When do I need to schedule it? Mm-hmm. it it's, it's a lot of work. You could spend a good three days solid of just doing that and getting it ready. But when you get down the line, man, you'll be glad you did that.
1: Yeah, it'll yeah. be easier to fire off and execute.
0: You won't be on fire.
1: You won't be on fire.
0: I like not being on fire. I'm on. I'm. I'm not on fire most days, and I really like that. Let's I, take
1: a poll. Who likes <laughs> not being on fire?
0: Yes. And it. And then last, of course, you got to talk about your service flow. Like, what are you actually going to do in the yeah. service? And a lot of times, I think communications people don't really have a lot in that realm. Uh, you might have some. You know, like elements or ideas. You might be part of the brainstorm team or whatever, but if you have worship leaders, creative pastors, people like that tend to, uh, senior pastors tend to be more invested in that. I think is that. Sure.
1: Totally. But this again is another spot where it's really good to know what's going to happen so that you can prepare to communicate it. Yeah. Um, I, I asked to sit in on those meetings. Like I didn't really have anything to contribute but mm-hmm. I it was really helpful for me to know what was coming because then I could kind of be creative about, oh, this is an element that we're going to be doing. And I would know I want to take a picture at this of the stage at this point during the service. Or yes. I want to make sure that we capture what's happening um out in the lobby between services because I know this is going on. Or yeah. we're gonna be this is like the main point of the message that we're driving home over and over and over. So I'm gonna pre-create some social media images that have that message associated with it. And it just really makes the Christmas service, not a surprise,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which is obviously ideal.
0: Yeah, that's great. And to communicate to photographers and social media volunteers and uh, videographers, anybody doing things for you, that's, it's good to know you're right. Those moments that are important that are coming up. So you're like, Hey, Mm -hmm. be down there at the start of service when this thing happens or whatever, and they'll be there and they won't Mm -hmm. miss it. Yeah. Uh, All right. So step three, stage three of project management for Christmas. Execute. I had to say execute, right. execute. Execute the plan. Not, the
1: plan. Not yeah, humans.
0: Not humans. Just the plan. What uh, what do you do when you execute the plan?
1: So this is a fun stage, right? Mm-hmm. Because all of the work that you've done, you now get to like make it happen. So you go to print, you schedule your social posts, you resolve yep. issues. Like we said, there are always issues.
0: You push you the know. big red button.
1: Is that like In, the
0: the big state- green button?
1: Yeah. Sure. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: In my head, there's always a button. I, and when I push the button, magic things happen. I don't know. It it's,
1: <laughs> magical things happen.
0: It's like I <laughs> click submit. I That's the man. big green button. And what is it well, like
1: in well, your head? We just got a small glimpse.
0: You you don't need to be there very long. <laughs> I mean, it's <clears throat> it's a raging it's a raging fire of emotion I'm <laughs> in a glass
1: case of emotion. <laughs>
0: I uh I'm a four on the Enneagram, Megan. I have mood swings about every ten minutes. So we'll see. You go in here, you know know what you're gonna get.
1: Well, I'm a nine, so I'll just keep you nice and steady.
0: Yeah, that's that's really good. I like being around nines. Nines help me out a whole lot. keep things harmonious for me. So
1: to back back to the execute thing.
0: I want to talk about the Enneagram.
1: Yeah, let's I want just, to start with the
0: Enneagram now you know
1: what Christmas doesn't matter that's not even <laughs> no, important no, no. right
0: now no no more Christmas now this is an Enneagram podcast <laughs> I'm a four wing five what are you like, oh man, well, whose video was that at that church conference where uh, there was a guy you know there's always the guy that has the change my mind poster and yes. he was sitting outside and it said the Enneagram is just another excuse for millennials to talk about themselves change my mind <laughs> did you not see that <laughs> I
1: did not see that but that's really so funny <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny and i take offense to that
0: oh man it's so good offended. you could just you, you don't even have to say millennial say anybody honestly that's true it, that's
1: part of human nature narcissism oh my gosh
0: so good okay off of enneagram back to christmas we've gone to print we're scheduling posts we're resolving issues what is resolving issues kind of entail because i know that you you said build a week of buffer in
1: yeah
0: that's counter for this right
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know what kind of issues you've run to run into in the past with stuff like this. But for me, it's usually like, um, oh, well, we were going to talk about this aspect of the Christmas story. But now we're going to talk about this aspect of the Christmas story. And then two weeks of work are just like out the window. Yeah. Um, Like that. That happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Almost never. Or like something comes back from the print and you didn't catch an error and it's a really big one and you've got to reprint, man, you need to have the buffer zone to be able to do that. Um, uh, Your printer breaks down and you can't print programs and now you've got to outsource it and where are you going to do that from? And you got to give them three days advance notice because they have other clients and you can't just print it on, you know, Saturday morning like you were planning. Mm Mm-hmm. So, stuff like that, yeah,
0: a lot of little fires to put out they just pop up, you never know when they're gonna when when they're gonna happen, yeah. but uh what good news is we're now in stage four, and we're closing things, so this is when you you're kind of this is kind of like after it's over, right?
1: This is Christmas is over this, this is last, Christmas is over. The service is ended, and the first thing to do is take a deep breath
0: and, and then go f- and, and never talk about it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no positive <laughs> attitude. We celebrate, man. We celebrate because that was a yeah. lot of hard work and hopefully a lot of people came to our church and they got to hear about Jesus in a way that made them feel welcome. And we had a, a small part in that. And, yeah. um, so celebrate breast. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap.
0: Amen. So do it. Yeah.
1: And, and,
0: and I, I know that like a lot of churches after Christmas may shut the office down for a week
1: Yeah.
0: or people travel and they're gone, you know, and that's another thing in your like planning stage, knowing one, everybody's going to be gone, especially for that last week before you're planning, like your team's going to be out of town Christmas day and on. You'd be ready before then, you know? So yeah. just planning that stuff ahead is like when they come back, it's still okay to like in January on like January 4th, or whatever day you're back to celebrate Christmas and, and how it went.
1: Yeah, with the staff, like celebrate staff. the wins, yeah. and the things that happened, celebrate what people did, how hard they worked, the effort that they put in, like yeah. acknowledge that, acknowledge your volunteers and the, like the fruit yeah. that came out of it.
0: And speaking of that, you might do something. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but I, I think it might be a good idea while you're at Christmas to give your staff a way to communicate stories that happen at Christmas to you and just mm-hmm. go ahead and email me what happened. Something cool happens. Email me that way. It, Cause by the time you've come back on January 8th, you've forgotten. Everybody has. And so you go, Hey, any stories or anything cool happened? There? Uh, no. And it was like, there's like four things that they could have told you, but they forgot. So mm-hmm. it, it's better in the moment, like take that stuff as fast as you can from staff and understand that we're going to want to share these later, not only with each other, but with our, maybe even our church, you know, in some, if, if it's appropriate. Yeah.
1: You know, no, maybe. that's a great idea.
0: You know, just like in that moment, get that stuff. And I, we've done the thing where it's like a form on our website and that did not work. Just, just oh, have not I was going to you know, ask about that. No, it didn't work. We have 80 something staff members and I, don't think, I think we got two in yeah. because, it, because it's just hard to get to, you know, like,
1: yeah.
0: it's not yeah. hard to open up email and just email Seth, you know?
1: Yeah. So, is that what you guys do now is use your email?
0: That's what we will do. Uh, we tried it last year with the form and I didn't get very much. And so this year we'll try something with, with just like, hey, email this. Set up, so we'll set up a special email or something to, mm-hmm. to get them that's easy to remember, like Christmas story at Hope Fellowship or whatever. Just
1: do like my story at Hope Fellowship. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we've tried stuff like that from our church and it's, it's really hard because if it's hard to find, but anyway, that's what we'll do. I just think it's a good idea to set up no, a pipeline great. to get that, get those stories back. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. And you so also we... need to get feedback from your yes. team. What went well, what went wrong? What did, what did you like? What could we do better? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. And I think feedback is something that is really difficult because we don't always want to hear what wasn't awesome, Yeah. but we're never going to get better if we don't get feedback from people.
0: Yeah, Um, I would say for feedback, a good idea might be to do it as anonymously as you can. If you have a if you have a staff where, you know, trust is an issue or you really just don't have a you've never done this before.
1: Well, you're going to get more honest feedback if it's anonymous. Anyway. And you
0: get more honest feedback. That one, I would say, set up a, an actual like survey monkey or free st- survey and create that beforehand. And then at as Christmas Eve services or whatever is over that night, send it to your staff and go, hey, go do this link. Take five minutes. And I wouldn't make it more than five minutes worth of questions. Fill this out. What did you see? What did you hear? What can we do better And those will all be collected in a space and you, you can, then you can go on vacation, forget about it until January and then come back to it. That's what what I would do.
1: Maybe if you made that like a mandatory thing, like ask if you can do that and make it like, Hey, everybody has, everyone has to fill this out. Don't ask Mm -hmm. for email addresses. Don't ask open-ended questions. People don't want to think that much. Like maybe offer scales like on a one to 10 scale. How did this go?
0: And you Um, could do it. I think you could do a little short answer. Like, what's the best thing you saw and give like a bunch of sure. examples and maybe do the other
1: sure. thing
0: in case Just Be prepared does.
1: for no one to answer that.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's great. If people are willing to, then do it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't put all your eggs in the basket of.
0: Right. It could guide your conversation when you get back, when you talk about the feedback, because then you can say, OK, a lot of us said, well, if you got a staff of three and three people give you feedback, may as well do it. In person yeah you know yeah that's but, fair you know so uh but but you can try whatever but I think feedback is super important we have a hard time hearing it so find a way to make that easy to hear as well as give mm-hmm. and I think that you will have a much more successful and then keep that for next year when you open up your Christmas tab or whatever here's start the your
1: brainstorming session with that
0: yeah here's this here's what they said last year here's what we did oh yeah I remember that I remember this I remember how that went yeah we need to do that better and just start from there that's great And and you're ready to plan That's your post Christmas review, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So the last
1: thing on the close thing is to follow up. Something that Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about, and especially on any weekend where we're going to have a lot of guests, is how do I connect with these people outside of this one hour service or hour and a half service, whatever it is? How do I connect with them outside of here? Because they are obviously spending way more time outside of our building than they are inside. Mm-hmm. And I want a way to engage with them and create community, a sense of community for them. Right. Um, that's when you're like your follow-up event kind of yes. comes into play here. But I mean, I I know tickets doesn't work, don't do not do not work for everyone and they didn't necessarily work for us. But one thing I loved about them was the data collection. I got an email address for yeah. almost every single person that came to yes. our service. Mm-hmm. And I could email them, you know, hey, FYI, this is what parking is going to look like and and help set yes. expectations for that's awesome the experience.
0: Mm-hmm. But then
1: also I could email them afterwards and say, hey, thanks for spending Christmas with us. We really enjoyed having you. Here's our next series.
0: Yeah. I'll and tell that you.
1: That's gold.
0: We use um, the RSVP app.
1: Oh, okay. I'll put a How'd link that to go? that.
0: It's awesome. It's great. It's not tickets. There's no printouts. There's no signed seats or anything. I mean, you could do that, if you guess, if you want to, but. Don't have to do any of that, and yeah. there's like a cheap. I, I want to say it's like three hundred bucks, and they set up everything for you.
1: Do the people have to download the app?
0: No, it's a link. You send it out to them in email and say, "Get your tickets here," and you just keep blasting and go get your your know, RSVP here, however you want to say it, and um, and then all they do is they go in and they fill out like whatever info you want from them like mm-hmm. name, email, how many people are coming. We did childcare, stuff like that. And then the right people get the emails back, let people know. We can see how full that service is. You can set your limit on yeah. how, many, how, many service, how many seats you've got uh, at yeah. the individual time. Like we have four campuses and six or seven services at each campus, right? So, uh, so three or four services at each campus. But still it's like at the nine o'clock, 9.30 service on Sunday at Frisco East. Here's how many people can see it in that auditorium. Here's how many are full. Reserve your spot. And really all we're trying to get them to do is do a head count. Yes.
1: It's like, so helpful, especially if they show up, for kids one, ministry to know yeah. and understand how many kids are going to be. Super helpful.
0: Yeah. Super helpful for kids ministry to prepare and super helpful for you, the the people who are going to this site and going, oh, man, that service is full, packed. I don't want to go to that one. Let's go to the one that's not not packed, right? Let's yeah. Go- Saturday night one or whatever. And it helps them see where they can go and bring their family. Cause they know they're like, Oh man, that's going to be super packed. I got 15 people going to be in town that are going to come to church with us of extra five kids. Not doing that. Well,
1: and they would have a bad experience if they came to a service and there's no seats for them.
0: Yes. And we always make room. I mean, we don't turn anybody away that we have overflow sure. plans, things like that. And if you're a bigger church, you have to think about that kind of thing. Uh, well, if any size church has to think about the overflow thing, but uh, as far as like multiple services or whatever, if you're doing that, it really is a nice service and I, I can't recommend it high enough. It's I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but yeah, that's um, great. It, it's it's such a good tool. I'm sure there's other tools out there that do something similar, but we just use that use that one because it's Awesome. And and I think that helps with the follow-up because then when they, when they get their tickets, there's an email that goes to them automatically, Mm -hmm. whatever email address they register. And it has parking info, time info, you know, stuff like that they're going to need. And like you said, if you want to add that list of emails into a list like MailChimp or whatever you use and send targeted emails to them to prep them for Advent or do a, a preparatory two days before Christmas Bible study you can do with your family or something afterwards. Like here's a devotion guide. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. You want to give away, you've got the info and you can do it. Just yeah. put a little checkbox in there that says, can we email you Christmas stuff or whatever? Get, get yeah. them.
1: Can we email you Christmas stuff?
0: Can we email you like Christmas things, bro?
1: What does that mean? <laughs> yes.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to email you a cookie. Is that cool? I'm
1: going to say yes to that. <laughs>
0: Oh, let me tell you what I love about Christmas. Side note, my mom makes the best sugar cookies of all time. Oh, really? Yes. And she makes them at Christmas, and they're awesome. And if I can give everybody one of them and bless them. I feel like
1: you need to give away some of your mom's sugar cookies.
0: I might see if she does that, what would do that this Christmas. I can give a few away as gifts.
1: Your next giveaway is is Seth Muse's mom's
0: sugar Ten cookies. of my mom's sugar cookies because we're keeping it real. Oh my gosh! Let me tell you, I send you those if they stay fresh, you will you will love me forever. They are really, really good.
1: Wow, you're really talking up your mom's sugar cookies.
0: My mom makes great cookies. Can't can't beat those. Um, anyway, that's kind of Christmassy. Well, this is a great plan, and th- approaching Christmas like a project manager thinking through all of these steps may sound a little overwhelming. So I would say yeah. take a few steps, get a, get a, uh, something like a sauna or Trello or clickup or whatever it is you use. And um, you know, start organizing some tasks that you can go back to later and think about what's going to happen next time, next year, that you can use evergreen type stuff. And I think that once you start building off of that, each year you have a much more comprehensive plan Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel as overwhelming because you just have stuff that's firing. Right. Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah, just do one thing at a time, take it one step at a time. And that's more than you did last year, maybe. Mm -hmm. So that's progress Mm -hmm. and be happy with that and, and just do what you can with what you have.
0: Yeah. And if you get to the end to Christmas and you did like 85% of it really well, when normally you do 10, I mean, just take that win and just be happy with it and, you know, work on it for next year. But it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff to, to think about and, and to prepare.
1: Yeah, for so, sure.
0: But if you're, if you're struggling and you want a little help, we do have some, we have, do have a resource for you that uh, can help you get started and kind of work through some of this stuff.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. This is a fantastic resource.
0: Yeah. It's from Church Inc., and Church Inc. does a lot of signage and things like that. That's kind of what they're known for. But they have a ton of other resources and communications help in, in this world that are, are really, really good. And mm-hmm. this is one of them. It's called My Christmas Plan. It's at mychristmasplan.com. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. Mychristmasplan.com. Just go there and download a PDF. And then there's other options there too, right? What are some of those other options?
1: Yeah, so, well, the PDF is like a personalized Christmas strategy plan, so it'll give you some of those like milestone deadline, mm-hmm. deadline checklists that we were talking about. It already lays some of those out for you, yeah. which is really nice, and it's personalized for you and your church, mm-hmm. um, and that's totally free, so that's yeah. really awesome. You can also sign up for like a consultation, so if you're feeling completely overwhelmed or maybe you just want <clears throat> to learn how to do this better or more in-depth or want to strategy specifically for your church and your community because what the context of community matters. Yeah. Um, you can sign up for that too. So there's, uh, four different things actually you can sign up for, and it's all on mychristmasplan.com. Right.
0: right. And it, it's a great resource, very comprehensive. Um, and, and easy, like you said, easy to tailor to your context. I think in the communication world, we do a lot of done for you kind of, um, copy paste type stuff is out there for a lot of different realms yeah. and communications. Yeah. And then we go do it, they buy it and we do it. And it's like, why isn't it working? It's like, well, some of this isn't really going to work for you because it doesn't really fit your context. And that's, what's great about this. It'll you can morph it into something that is really for you that uh, may not look like anybody else's It works really, really well. So yeah. it's great. I, w- I would highly recommend getting it. So anything else about Christmas you want to say, you want to sing a song or anything?
1: No one wants to hear me sing, Seth. Literally <laughs> no one wants to hear me sing. Not even my family.
0: Christmas time is my, here. My daughter
1: regularly asks me to not sing.
0: Oh, does She's she She's really? only three. She put her hand <laughs> on your mouth, you go, mama. no.
1: She's like, can you not sing that?
0: Don't do that. <laughs> Don't sing. Like,
1: but I love singing. Yeah. <laughs> but can you not, though? <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you? Is it really but, the best thing for you?
1: Is that a good idea, though? <laughs> No, uh I don't awesome. man, I don't know. Christmas is is fun, it's hard work, but it's great reward and it's tricky because we talk about the same thing every year, right? Mm-hmm. Like the story yes. doesn't change. Right. Um, but people that walk it through our doors might not have heard it for three hundred and sixty-four days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So and it's,
1: it's not it's keep not new that to, to
0: the Yeah, keep that in front, man. That is that's huge. That's our why. Mm-hmm. And that's without that clear why it it does get monotonous it does get difficult to be excited and you know push through some of the hard times but just remember there's going to be people in your service that need to hear the gospel so bad mm-hmm. and i mean even if you even if we just get there and we just botch it you know for some reason yeah. it's like god is still going to work somehow in people's lives you know and so it, nobody's going to I mean, you're not going to get fired. It's not going to end your whole you know, career or whatever if it, if it doesn't go perfect. Just, but just keeping a mindset of we're doing this for our people that need to hear about the saving grace. That's, that's the why. we got to keep that out in front. If we don't, it does get kind of you know clicking buttons and making graphs and charts and stuff. And it's just it can seem kind of meaningless if, pushing, we, if we don't. Pushing
1: that big red button, if you will.
0: Yeah, it pushes the red button. The red button the is red the bad one. button. Yeah, the green button is the is the go button. The red button is the explode button.
1: Oh, I think that switched. I think the analogy switched.
0: Mm, did it?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said to push the red button earlier.
0: You can't hold me accountable for something I said a whole 10 minutes ago, Megan. <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> well, I'm learning. Now I know.
0: <laughs> we work in the in the realm of social media. It's all changed by the time we're done with this podcast.
1: That's true. <laughs>
0: Speaking of being done with this podcast, we are. We are yeah, done yeah. with this episode. Good times. Good stuff. Um, go ahead and go to the, get the show notes for the show at uh, sethnews.com slash 102. And uh, we'll also be putting this on YouTube. And I, I just got 100 subscribers on YouTube. So Dude. now... I can set up a, a URL for that show. It's churchcom 101. And I can't wait to do that. I don't know what it is yet. But for now, just go to com slash YouTube, and it should redirect you to the right channel. So you'll find it. But uh, thanks, Megan. This has been really awesome.
1: Yep. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic.
1: Until next time.
0: Yep. See you guys. Thanks for listening.